Hey everybody, this is Stan Wangland and welcome to Just Thinking. How the heck is everybody doing wherever you are in this world today? This is my eternal question in like 400 shows of Just Thinking. Uh, I, I love to ask that question. How the heck are you doing today? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I had a beautiful day here in New York, the epicenter of uh, the coronavirus in uh, the world, I guess, uh, and certainly the United States. We've got the biggest numbers of anybody, but it seems to be on, uh, you know, on the downtick a little bit. And, uh, you know, I think that's going to be the title of my show today. Will America bounce back? You know, will America bounce back? Because, um, you know, we're kind of swinging after the bell uh, right now. That could be the other title of the show. America is swinging after the bell. Uh, I might change it on the title. Uh, that was really my original thought because uh, as I talk to people, as I see, uh, you know, people from all kinds of, you know, different persuasions, different ideas about what's going on, different ways of handling things. Some people seem to be doing quite well. Other people seem to be falling apart. Other people are just disgusted. They don't know where to go. And uh, I've seen that in my career, uh, you know, uh, in working in organizations that I've come in when I've come into problem areas, problem, you know, problem program areas, problem developmental centers, problem organizations. And you see people swinging after the bell. I can remember replacing a uh, unit manager is what we call them, a person in charge of a residential unit. Very, very good, um, uh, dedicated person and had done well initially. And then, you know, I'd come across some things which were beyond her skill level. And uh, the, the more you'd stir it, uh, or the, the more she'd stir it, the more it would stink. And no matter how many kinds of things, you, 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 you know, would come up on her area, she just could not get it together with her staff. And it was the same thing all the time. You know, we'll, we're doing the best we can. I've got wonderful staff. We're going to we're going to do uh we're going to make it We're you know, this is what we're doing. And we you could you could pour all the staff in the world in there. She just wasn't going to manage that uh, program. Uh, she, she didn't have it. She was shocked. She was swinging after the bell. And, uh, you know, good managers know that. Uh, good military leaders know that. Uh, good business owners, uh, coaches on teams. Uh, you can tell that as a, a healthcare worker or a physician when you know your patient is, t- is tired out. You know, they, the, the disease may not even be the, the, the thing that's going to get them or knocking them out. They're just tired out mentally. I see that with people. They're tired out right now. They're swinging after the bell uh, in many ways. And how do you know that's happening? How do I know that's happening? I know people that just uh, less than a month ago uh, were frightened to death of, uh, you know, of the coronavirus. And it certainly has borne itself out in New York. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. The, the, the death toll is, is devastating. But there is quite a difference between New York City and upstate New York, where I live, because of population density and because the governor and the people of the state of New York cooperated and pretty much really locked down for that critical period. And that's what happens when you deal with something like this. If you take some of the right steps, you 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 uh, get that peak of all those deaths that happened before when people were getting infected. And then you have no new infections and it peters out. So people would like to think that they can go back to uh, pretty much things as usual. Although other people who are more responsible are saying, hey, look, 
you know, it may not, uh, we, we still have to have a guarded response to this right now. We don't know what's going on here. And the, the continued stress and strain of that, uh, you know, gets to people. And then it becomes like um, Martin Seligman's uh, famous psychological principle, the principle of learned helplessness. You know, just eventually you just get worn out. You just say, okay, that's it. Or other people get angry and mad and, and they get crazy and unreasonable. Other people go into denial over it. Other people do, uh, you know, what most people do. And what they're doing is <laughs> people are kind of sneaking around, testing the waters, uh, kind of, you know, kind of like seeing, um, I call it petting the puppy. You know, you go up and pet the puppy and, and, and you know, kind of play with it a little bit and, and then see if it'll go back to sleep. And uh, I actually have a show called that. Don't touch the monkey on the butt and don't, don't pet the puppy. Two cardinal rules in psychology and in life that I learned. And you have to go back and listen to the shows for the whole thing. <laughs> but the idea is, man, don't pet that puppy sometimes. And certainly don't touch that monkey on the butt when the zookeeper tells you not to, that they don't like it, like I did, because he went ballistic. And uh, the coronavirus and these kinds of situations in life, these dangerous situations are, are many times like petting the puppy and touching the monkey on the butt there. You know, you're holding the chimp in your arms there, and, you know, it's like a TV show that you've seen, and, you know, they're all kind of sweet and hugging onto you. And, but they're an animal. They've got uh, some quirky behaviors and if you don't listen, they're going to do crazy things. And it's the same way with uh, puppies and little kids. When you first are parent and you say to your wife or husband, you know, he said, oh, he looks so cute. I want to just go in and hold him. And he's sleeping. Uh, you know, punch that guy or punch that woman. And I, I use the word punch. Punch them right in the head and knock them out. <laughs> because if you have a kid sleeping, leave his ass alone. You'll get plenty of time when he or she is up. Are you interested in spirituality and the paranormal? Do you enjoy having conversations about social issues and current events with a balanced and spiritual perspective? Are you intrigued by ancient prophecies and mysteries of the past or just unraveling modern day conspiracy theories? If so, I would like to invite you to come on a journey with me on my show, The Spirit Side, available on all the major podcast platforms. I'm Paul James Caden, and I hope to see you there. Did you really think it was just guys that like to discuss and analyze wrestling? I'm here to tell you there's a new chick in town. My name is Sunny Salem, and I am the host of That's What She Said. Get a female perspective of all the ins and outs of the wrestling business today. But don't worry, this isn't no prissy princess show. I hold nothing back. Check out That's What She Said on all major streaming platforms. When you're exhausted... Uh, you know, it's kind of like the old saying, let sleeping dogs lie. It's the same thing. It's an old uh, rule. And uh, people, God bless them. They're so sweet. They're not, you know, most people are not doing this to be mean or spiteful. They're just people that they haven't figured this whole thing out um, uh, with the science uh, part of it. Uh, you know, they can use common sense. But uh, a lot of things with, um, you know, infection control are counterintuitive, which means that, uh, you know, you do things that, which wouldn't appear to be the things that you need to do. You know, uh, it, it, you know, uh, so th they're just being people and they're saying, well, it's a it's a beautiful weekend up here in New York. My God, New York is a beautiful state. Uh, and it's a particularly beautiful state in upstate New York this time of the year in the summer. It's spectacular and breathtaking 
to say the least. It's full of greenery and cool breezes and warm, gorgeous sun and trees in full bloom and, and color and, um, you know, beautiful parks and, and um, you know, lakes and streams and waterfalls. Uh, you know, New York State is a glacial area as well. And it's, uh, it's just an incredibly beautiful state. It's, it's a great place, you know, and uh, people don't want to be locked in the house. They, they want to see their friends. They want to see their family. Um, an area like mine, thank God, I live in Binghamton, New York. I, we just had two cases that uh, came up today, one from a restaurant, uh, you know, my pet peeve, and one from the Greyhound bus line with people going to Syracuse, from Binghamton to Syracuse. All the people on the bus have been infected now and have to go into quarantine. And these are the things that can happen and then spur in a city like this where we have about a quarter of a million people in the city. Um, if you get a few thousand people have it, boom, it'll go right through uh, the city like, uh, you know, shit through a tin horn, as they used to say years ago. So, uh, yeah, what are people doing? It's a beautiful day. They're kind of sneaking around, you know. They're, they're kind of sneaking in the park and... And doing their thing and you're seeing less face masks. And if you go to the store, uh, a lot of people have face masks on and a lot of other people are bringing like their kids in there or whatever. And, and, and they're not doing it because they think that this area is, uh, you know, immune from that. And that's what people in the middle of the country are thinking. And that's what people are thinking in Wyoming and other places like that. One of my favorite states, by the way, and a lot of people listen uh, from these states way far out there that I'm very surprised. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening. And, uh, you know, love you in that part of the country. And thank God you haven't been, been creamed by this. But as a scientist, just using some scientific reasoning, not trying to be an expert or confuse the situation anymore, just think about it. Those people from the big and large cities that have been decimated by this and are carrying these diseases many times, asymptomatically, it is now that time of the year where people vacation. They're going to hop in their car and come see you. And uh, that's not a good thing. And that's how this thing spreads uh, in a, a slow burn kind of a way. And uh, anyway, that's my concern. So I think people are sneaking out uh, they're sneaking, they're testing the limits, uh, they're trying to um, cut deals with the coronavirus. Uh, yeah, and that's normal. I mean, that's that's what people are going to do. I mean, you know, you, you, the people have had this now for four, five, six weeks, some people a couple of months. And now the reality of this is like overwhelming. Uh, in New York City, I'll just give you an example. Uh, the vast majority of the millions of people who go to work every day have to use the subway. And I mentioned on a show the other day that homeless people, because that's another problem that's been there sleeping on the subway. So at night, people are going to work in the morning or going to potentially infected places. So you have face masks and crowd control uh, is going to be a big deal uh, uh, with the New York Transit Authority. How do you prepare for the return of riders in the millions? You know, how do you do that? Uh, it's a very, uh, it's a very, very difficult 
kind of a thing. And it ties into can America and will America bounce back? Are they swinging after the bell? I think people are swinging after the bell because it's like a, a big domino problem. Uh, and I don't mean like Domino's pizza. I mean, it's like when you hit Domino's, you know, one thing falls and the next falls and the next falls. It's like a medical problem. And you have a very serious heart problem or diabetic problem or something else. You may take a heart medication and then that gives you another problem. Uh, it might lead you to have more of a, a problem with, you know, controlling your diabetes or your kidney. And then your kidney starts to fail. And when your kidney starts to fail, the medications for that make your heart start to fail. And then that has something else and it kind of spirals out and it's hard or impossible for you to bounce back. And I wonder, and I wonder what you guys think about that. Um, you know, will America really bounce back from this? Because forgetting about the virus, not trying to be a bummer here today. Um, what about all this money? What about all this money out there, uh, these trillions of dollars? It was devastating uh, to our government in terms of uh, this tax break that President Trump gave before the coronavirus that resulted in about $1.2 trillion more in the national debt that we didn't have. And, uh, you, know, you know, more money for millionaires and billionaires and other people, right? Fucking brilliant. Let's not even go there. But I did. Anyway, compound that by 300% more. But, you know, with another two point whatever or three point whatever trillion dollars. Where is that? Who's going to pay for that? And is, the, is that money going to the right place? Can America bounce back from that? Or is it just or, or the majority of people uh, just swinging uh, after the bell? It seems that uh, the governor of New York and about seven of the, the northeastern states, they seem to be doing some pretty reasonable things and they're coordinating purchasing medical equipment uh, and other kind of things with stockpiling important things. And, uh, you know, this is a good thing. So they're taking over because there's no there's no um, what can I say? No coordination really by the federal government. And um, that's really a lot of help, right? And, you know, what other people are finding out in America and all over the world is that nations are confronting this reality they didn't think of that reopening may be harder than locking down. It's pretty easy to say to people, okay, everybody stay home. We're going to give you some money, which... A lot of people still haven't gotten their checks or anything else. What's happened with all of that stuff? But that's another whole story. And you do that and, uh, you know, everybody starts changing and making these instant changes. And then you have to open up, but you have to have a whole new set of uh, rules and regulations for things. If you want to follow the rules uh, and, and try and, and have a society where people are healthy and can live safely. Then people start debating, you know, the reality of living safely uh, and, and start making a lot of crazy decisions about who should be safe, who shouldn't be safe, who's important, who isn't. You know, I'm, I'm an older person. I'm over 60. I'll be 70, as a matter of fact. And, you know, I've seen these signs, you know, sacrifice the weak, sacrifice, the which, you know, I'm not weak by any means. Thank goodness at this point. And uh, but, you know, with my age, a sacrifice the age. Hey, I could say, how about sacrificing stupid people? 
How about sacrificing, uh, you know, people who do stupid things? You know, you don't, you don't want to wear your mask. You don't want to do other things. Or, you know, I could say that that's stupid. I'm not saying that it is. I think it is, but that's my opinion. But the point being is you, you can't set criteria like that. Um, you know, you can't say, well, you know, you have kidney problems. You're no good. You, you're this color. Uh, you know, you, you know, you don't get uh, you don't get the uh, fair attention. But we are doing things like that. And uh, those kind of things come on the table, which make me think, can America really bounce back? Can it bounce back from all this money we owe? Can it bounce back from not really uh, having a consistent federal plan to, to deal with this stuff? Uh, can it bounce, you know, can we bounce back as a people using common sense? And going back to work, I mean, how, how are people going to go back to work and just, you know, work in an environment uh, like they did before? How, are those, how is that transition going to be made uh, that rapidly, you know, before lots of other people go broke or other things happen? Now, there's a lot of opportunities in there to fix things in the country, but a lot of people are going to get slammed, I think. And that uh is it that's a fact you know now i think it's uh, i think that's you know in my opinion i think it's a fact right now i think it's a, an issue now of damage control um you know and uh, what else do we have going we have um you know we have people uh for example where this coronavirus has become a battle cry for united states extremists in our country, with all the things that have gone on, you have white supremacists seeking to stoke the fear and disruption caused by this pandemic, you know, to push their agenda. And what they're doing is looking to recruit more people to their cause. Uh, you know, there was demonstrations in Michigan last month and American extremists definitely are attempting to turn the coronavirus pandemic into a potent recruiting tool. Uh, on the internet, on the streets of the state capitol, uh, by kind of twisting around this public health crisis to bolster their white supremacist anti-government agenda. And, uh, hey, man, that's just part of the deal. Uh, that isn't me coming up with a conspiracy theory. Why? Because that's also being investigated by the Department of Homeland uh, Security. And April is a busy month for white supremacists. It's Hitler's birthday. I didn't know this. Saw this in an article in the time. And they contort that into a celebration. It's the anniversary of the Oklahoma City bombings. And much more. You know? So you have Hitler's birthday, the Oklahoma City bombings. You've got all this stuff where people are, uh, you know, looking for, to overthrow the government or they don't want government intervention. And then in April... It's all overshadowed by, uh, you know, the people saying, hey, you know, uh, you're, you're taking away my rights, my freedoms, and all this other kind of stuff. Embellishing the developments and the, the things that are needed to, to solve this problem, to spread disinformation uh, to people out there and recruit people.
What's going on? You have John Wanglin, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at is Khabib Namagamadov versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling With Reality on all major podcast outlets. You know, uh, disinformation about uh, the transmission of the virus uh, to tell people who were stay home, staying home, you're calling this medical martial law uh, and telling people that this is the long anticipated advent of a totalitarian state. And they're capitalizing on the pandemic. And people, you know, you don't have to be a genius to see that. But uh, this is uh, this is part of their game now. The Homeland Security people and preparedness uh, program in New Jersey, they said in March that white supremacists have encouraged followers to conduct attacks during the crisis to incite fear and target ethnic minorities and immigrants. So, you know, you've got things like that going off where, uh, you know, they're stoking up uh, that kind of stuff, uh, anti-immigrant behaviors, placards, anti-Semitic signs, coded messages. Uh, aimed at inspiring the faithful uh, and all that kind of stuff. And I did a show on on cult following. So you've got that going on also. Now, all of that sounds like a lot of gloom and doom. And I guess it is. But those are the things that are out there. Those are the things that are out there. And uh, I guess the question again is, do we think, do you think, do I think that Americans are prepared to bounce back from this? Or are they going to be swinging from the bell on this one? Have they had enough? Have they had enough of Trump? Have they had enough of Barr? Have they had enough of politicians fighting? Have they had enough of the scandalous behavior that you've seen with everything else like this? And they've, you know, have all kinds of storms that came in and tragedies and craziness. And every time you turn around, it's people where they can't work together and find a common ground uh, to do the right thing. So I'm not optimistic about it. I don't know that it's going to be the collapse of our society or anything else like that. But there's a distinct possibility that um, it it can certainly we could be in for some very dark days for quite a while. And, uh, of course, we'll have the usual horseshit of, um, you know, there'll be some kind of benefit with a bunch of singers and entertainers or people from both sides, you know, uh, you know, promoting their deal and experts and nonstop uh, stuff from pundits, uh, newscasters from both sides. And, you know, the average person's kind of caught in the middle on that. I think the way to beat this is for people to really become, um, to really work on being critical thinkers, to really work on thinking for themselves, um, you know, within the framework of the laws in our country and, and for the benefit of all people, you know, that, that kind of mindset, not that we're out there to be like a, a gunslinger, you know, against everybody else, but that you, you have to become uh, much more independent uh, and much more realistic. And uh, in my opinion, uh, coping skills have to be, have to be really bumped. They have to get very realistic. They have to get very hardcore, you know, like you would in a war or you would if you went bankrupt or you would if somebody told you had cancer or something else like that. You'd, you'd certainly have a, a different set of strategies in a hurry. With those kind of things. So this is just as important. So will America bounce back? I don't know. 
usually have predictions on that thing. I'm uh, are people looking to sneak out and and uh, and uh, try and cheat on the COVID nineteen virus? Absolutely, in my opinion. A sunny day like this, they just want to go have some spare ribs, some hot dogs and hamburgers, do whatever they want to do, drink some beer, shoot the shit with their family and friends. And uh, they're mulling it over in their minds. They're looking to cut deals with the virus. So that's my show today on Just Thinking. Uh, it's uh, a lot of observation. Uh, I think it's some good stuff. Uh, it's, it's based on some fact. It's based on some opinion. And uh, I hope it makes some sense to you and makes you think about things, uh, about how you're going to bounce back, how you're going to cope with things, or if you're going to be swinging after the bell. So I'll catch you next time on Just Thinking. Bye-bye now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Just Thinking with Stan Wanglin. Please feel free to follow and subscribe on whichever podcasting service you use for your podcasting needs and give us a rating and review for Just Thinking with Stan Wanglin. And also you can check Stan out on Twitter. It's at S Wanglin. That's at S Wanglin. W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D on Twitter. And you can also follow all the great shows on the Reality Check Podcast Network on our Instagram page, Reality Check Podcast Network, or on our Twitter, at our podcast network on Twitter. And if you are interested in advertising or sponsoring your products, your services on this show, all you have to do is hit me up at wwrpodcast.com at gmail.com and find out about the great rates to advertise on shows like Just Thinking with Stan Wanglin and the many, many more great shows on the Reality Check Podcast Network.